Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Red Men News. It is Friday. Liverpool taking on Brighton uh, this weekend. Jürgen Klopp has just done his press conference. We'll be reacting to a couple of bits and pieces uh, of note in there. But first, I want to kick things off. Obviously, you will have all seen uh, the Hillsborough trial verdict uh, came out yesterday. And we're going to start with the Liverpool echo. And the headline, no one will be held accountable for the unlawful killing of the 96. Um, the acquittal of David Duckenfield means no one will be held accountable for Britain's worst sports stadium disaster. A catalogue of failings both on the day of the Hillsborough tragedy and over the decade before contributed to the tragic crush on April 15th, 1989. Those mistakes led to inquest jurors ruling the 96 Liverpool fans who were the victims of those errors were unlawfully killed. Despite those men, women and children leaving home for an FA Cup semi-final and never returning, though no fault, through no fault of their own, no one will be convicted of wrongdoing over their death. This comes after uh, the match they at the time was was given a no a not guilty verdict on um, uh, over his over his role in this. Uh, he was cleared of gross negligence, manslaughter. Um, and uh, following on from this, Brian Reid um, of the Mirror tweeted, Margaret Aspinall sums up the feeling of the devastated families. How can an inquest rule that 96 people were unlawfully killed at Hillsborough, yet no one in authority is accountable for those deaths? If David Duckerfield is not responsible, who killed my son? And it, it's a sentiment that's been echoed by many members of the uh, of, of both the Hillsborough Family Support Group, the HJC, family survivors, etc., etc. Et um, I've written a, a, a little statement on, on this from some of my thoughts and feelings, and I've, I've done a video, um, and it's a very obviously it's a very raw and emotive subject. I, I, I was very lucky. My, my you know my dad was at Hillsborough, but he he was one of the ones who, who came back. Of course, um, the same can't be said for. You know, a number a number of families who've been tragically affected by this for thirty years now. It's a very raw and very emotive subject, and um, yeah, I, personally, I, I think it's it's disgusting that we live in a society where that can still happen. Um, but obviously, we also have to be careful about what we say that we don't want it to impact any any future trials or, or what have you. But yeah, all I'll say is that everyone, myself, and everyone here at the Redmen TV, our thoughts, uh, condolences, feelings. Sorrow and sympathy goes out to everyone who's been impacted by the uh, by the the tragedy at Hillsborough. And yeah, I don't really know how they move on from all this. Um, but you know, the, I think the strength in in character and personality shown by the people who've led this fight over thirty years. If anyone can pick themselves back up again and 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 and, and continue <laughs> in spite of all this, then it's it's people like Margaret Aspinall. Um, yeah. 
it's sickening that after 30 years we still have to be able to talk about this kind of stuff but this is the world we live in and as Liverpool fans it's not something we can turn our attention from uh, this goes as hand, 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 hand in hand with Liverpool Football Club as the players who take to the field um, so yeah that, that's that um, we have to move things on for now though um, a couple of new stories to get to before Klopp's press conference um, Liverpool revealed the Anfield Road expansion plan um, now I was uh, lucky enough to speak to Liverpool COO Andy Hughes yesterday that interview is out on the on this channel in fact it's out on the Red News channel uh, you can listen to that in your podcast app or you can watch the, watch the video uh, Jack and he's talked about the, the, their aim was always to get above 60,000 they had an original proposal that they let uh, they let lapse they're looking to pick that back up again the idea is to get is to add 7,000 seats into the Anfield Road to take the capacity to 61 and for, you know we've seen the pictures it looks good yeah it looks really good and uh, it's impressive isn't it and obviously there's a few more bits and pieces in there like the NFL come in yeah. for a few games stuff like that will, which will as a club earn us quite a lot of money so mm. it, it looks really exciting and I think the fact that this is the second um, stand to be to be made bigger, I think there'll probably be a couple more in the future. Yeah, I mean that's it. It's, it's, it's obviously a staggered process. You can't go out and do the whole thing. And what's interesting is I think the, the lessons learned from the main stand, by all accounts, are ones that are looking to put into practice again, not having a negative impact on capacity whilst this is being constructed. The general feeling, without it, obviously they can't go into specifics because at the moment they're just pictures. You know, what I mean the, yeah. the pictures are a very general outline of what they're looking to do. But obviously, that, that the experience of building the maintenance should make this a bit a, a bit easier and run a little bit smoother. But this is what we've been we've been clamouring for, really, isn't it? The the they sorting the training facilities out, they sort the Anfield Road. Um, it means that you're going to end up in a situation where the cop probably needs updating. But I, I wonder whether there's there's things that'll move on where that might be the next the I, next in line. I think they're waiting for the safe standing. If I'm honest, I think that that is a massive reason why the cop they're waiting on the cop because once safe standing comes in, uh -huh. then they can crack on and bring that in and uh, extend the cop as well. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, like no, no, no way from Liverpool on that, and I think understandably so, given the the, the Hills betrayal around stuff and whether Liverpool will ever be able to engage with with safe standing. <sighs> It's not for us to decide, of course. Um, but yeah, I think there's obviously... It's good that Liverpool are taking these steps forward. Uh, we can all agree. I think uh, 54,000 was, was a step in the right direction, but... You know, there's still it's still so hard to get match day tickets. There's there's such a there's such a demand for it that if they can get it sorted, then more more power to them. And haven't seen the pictures. It does look just looks very yeah. very very exciting. It reminds me of when they redeveloped Old Trafford throughout the nineties, and it still maintained the spirit of what it, of what it was, but just got just got bigger. Uh, as you can see, if we're watching this on YouTube, as I say, I, I spoke to to Andy Hughes about this, and you can get that interview on this very channel if you want to when we're finished doing that, this here. Uh, Dom King then uh, broke the news um, last night, uh, one of those wonderful half-ten embargo situations. Uh, Liverpool were concerned that Fabinho could be missing for the whole of December with his ankle issue, which could be as many as 10 games. Scan results will determine more what fears of a four to six week layoff. Subsequently, uh, Paul Joyce is saying that Fabinho is facing up to eight weeks out with ankle ligament damage. Uh, Jürgen Klopp's been doing his press conference, hasn't he, Jack? And he, he talked about this and said, I've had to, I, I, I want to. Uh, the exact wording I thought was there uh, was fine. He dealt with it quite well, and he, he described it as big, massive, really bad. Um, you guys spoke about it yesterday, uh, speculated about it, but it was. Um, there's no getting away from it. Fabinho is going to be a massive miss. Yeah, it worries me as well that there is no set time uh, on the on the time he'll be out. That is worrying because I remember a Joe Gomez situation last season, very similar. We said mm -hmm. six weeks. 
he was out for a long, a, yeah. a lot longer than that. Um, it's good. Look, it's going to be a massive miss. I know our fixture list is is kind in terms of the the opposition we're facing in December, mm -hmm. but it's busy, very yeah. busy. Rotation would have been vast, and now it gives us a player shorter and, and a player that's one of one of the first names on the team sheet. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's interesting. I've just done a video. I just recorded a video. It's going to be going on the main. Uh, YouTube channel uh, at some point either today or tomorrow or what have you about this and how Liverpool go about coping coping with it because I think we're we're probably in the best place we've ever been to cope with it yeah. but uh, you can't help it there's there's you've seen it online I was, I was watching the Klopp press conference and the and the the live comments it's just people going like the beginning of the end and oh god this is going to be terrible and blah 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 you I think the point you mentioned there Jack if we were out, if we were coming into the run of games we've just come out of. With like Man City and all this kind of stuff, I you know you got Spurs and Man City. I'd be like, oh yeah, dear. Yeah. Um, if look at the teams we've got coming up in the next couple of weeks. If 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 uh, Henderson, Wijnaldum, Lallana, take your pick. Whoever's going to go in the six, if they can't handle games against the likes of Brighton, against the likes of Watford, etc., then yeah, well, you know Liverpool will deserve to have their lead at the lead, at top of the league. Listen, down. There, there, there's a couple of fixtures in there that are difficult. Obviously, we've got Salzburg away, which we we need to get something yeah, out of that's, to go through. That's the big. That's the big one. That's yeah. the one that truly concerns because. That's they probably well. You've got Leicester, of course, on Boxing Day. Yeah. I think they're comparable. I think you've got our two toughest opponents, and the Manchester Derby will be what the Manchester Derby will be. Even games like Leicester away, if we want to be winning the title this season, if we want to be pushing for that, then with or without Fabinho, we know we need to know that we're able to go into that game full of confidence and, and ready to go into that and beat Leicester. Yeah, definitely. It, 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 it's such a pain. I think he's become so well established, mm. and it's crazy to think that a year ago he wasn't. You know, that's how important Fabinho's made himself. He's become one of the first names on the team sheet but you know it, and it, that, this is where the, the problem lies of course is because I think we've got solutions for one-off games but it's going to be a test to see if we can maintain the level we're at with while dropping a lad in for a spell and like and then are you do we have someone who can consistently do it are we is it just going to be Genie Van Alden just plays this entire stretch largely and mm -hmm. largely or is Jordan Henderson going to do it the good thing that we've got is Oxide Chamberlain is, is is available and Naby Keita needs game needs game time and well and potentially yeah. Shakiri as well you're right so I think you know it's not ideal but we are reasonably well covered albeit and as Klopp says himself there's no there's no like for like replacements in Fabinho, but that's 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 pretty much true. I bet the only situation where we have that is well, how well our backup centre halves seem to keep proving themselves, but also in terms of like Henderson, Wijnaldum, and uh, and Milner are all similar-ish, aren't they? But everyone else is pretty unique in what they do. So yeah. me, me and Tom spoke about a few things upstairs before as well. Whether it, it might be that. Trent tries it at one point. Mm. That, that if we have, well, yeah, this is the problem with Trent. Is he, we just don't have anyone good enough to cover exactly. Trent. Exactly. So, whereas I think with the midfield stuff, we you can. Oxford Chamberlain needs to play. He needs a f games in the midfield, and Henderson's keeping him out of that. Well, this might be one of those mad solutions where this is what gives Oxford Chamberlain the platform to to kick on and, and succeed. And you know what? With with that midfield, with Oxford Chamberlain in that, in that midfield, and the level of opposition we're facing, it becomes automatically a more attacking midfield. And I think that might suit us even more. This may be a month where we get a lot more goals. Well, we're going to come up against you, right? Because you're going to yeah. come up against a lot more teams who aren't looking to take the game to mm -hmm. you. They're not looking to beat you. They're looking to frustrate you. Yeah, you know, we might have been playing, you know. That that kind of midfield anyway so yeah it's, um, it is very interesting one just just um, 
Klopp is saying, yeah, not sure on the timeline, pretty sure he won't be involved in the, in the extra solution, uh, fixtures. We have to find solutions. But I, I mentioned this twice, he said, we're not the only team with injured players, which I think is the right attitude to have with this. Our heads aren't going to fall off. And you can't have your head fall off over losing one player. This is why we've got a squad. You're either bought into it or you're not bought into it. And if you're not bought into it, then I personally believe that you're not allowed to reap the rewards uh, at the end if we come through it. Now, will uh, be Feel free to panic away. Um, uh, one more note on this. No additional injury problems from Napoli and was asked about Naby and he said Naby's okay as well so that's that's good news if nothing else um, I meant to mention it I completely forgot to mention it um, we are brought to you in partnership with the Liverpool Gin Experience um, uh, you get to go on this experience it's normally £65 you can get it for £39.99 in that you get to make your own bottle of Liverpool Gin Plus, on the whole experience, you get four or five G&Ts as well. While you're having it, you go to LiverpoolGinDistillery.com forward slash experiences and use the code REDMENTV. Xmas, uh, Chris and the lads the, the other week, they are still buzzing from it. Uh, they had such a good time. And you can check that video out on the main Redmen yeah, YouTube channel, of course. Uh, the offer ends on the 31st of 12th, 2019, but it can be booked for after Christmas. So you can book it today as a present for a, for a family member. Maybe you're going to bring them up for a match or maybe they, they live locally or whatever. You just find they're having a really good day out and having a couple of very tasty G&Ts as well. Then you can do this, as I say, £65 reduced to £39.99. Great Christmas present. And you can book it for in the new year if you really want to so give it to them and then find the time uh, for it after that yeah very very good indeed uh tom have you got some comments for us yeah uh, if we kick it off with the uh, annie road expansion graham reardon says might be able to get a ticket now and then daniel laroche says i like the expansion maybe i don't have to sell organs to catch a home match i'm from the states and it's harder for us to get a ticket yeah i, I mean I, I i don't think it's any i don't think it's easier for anyone anyone pe- group or people to, to particularly get tickets to, to football matches. My, my only concern with it is it was mentioned as being the vast majority of these 7,000 are going to be general admission. There's going to be, there's talk of it being like, anyone who's been to the main stand, they've got the dugout. So it's like, a, not quite, it's not corporate, but it's not just super general admission. It's more expensive and you get a big old lounge to have a drink and a, and a, and a burger in or what have you. There's going to be a bit of that, which is like a bit sports party. And I wonder whether general admission, I didn't ask this question, I should have done, whether that impacts the uh, season ticket list because that's the big thing for me. Yeah, you want general admission, you want more people in, but th- that season ticket waiting list has been frozen for years if you can start if we can, we need to start working a way to whittle that down and then open it up to new, to new people as far as I'm concerned but no it's um, yeah more people will be getting the ground for the better it, it, really it's interesting you say that because I've been on the scene typically waiting list since I was born and obviously when Hicks and Gillette went straight I was near the top straight back down to the bottom and it is frustrating um, but as, as you say the big thing I'm taking from this is that the capacity of Anfield is getting bigger yeah. and more fans in there will make it even harder to get anything from, from Liverpool at Anfield, which is phenomenal for yeah, us. Absolutely. Um, move on to Fabinho. Eth Sham Ulhassan says, we cop fine without Fabinho. Before he was introduced to the fold, we'll be fine. And Wicked Juice just reiterating that saying, we did get to a Champions League final before Fabinho, so we're still decent. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I think people just like to lose their heads over stuff, don't they? And, and until we see this team take to the field and until we see them coping without it, it's going to exist. In, you know, it, it's like Schrodinger's cat, this football team. Now. Is this going to be the thing that causes all of these kind of problems? You know, look, it's worth, it's worth reminding that Man City lost points around this time of the season when they had a few injuries, but then they picked themselves up and they, and they went again. And if you're going to back any team to do that, it's going to be, it's going to be Liverpool. One more for us, please, Tom. Well, I've got the other side of that from Johnny Walker. He says, reinforcements required on the 1st of January. Big spending on big quality needed. Thoughts? 
Um, at the moment, I disagree. What about you? I 100% disagree. I think this squad is absolutely fantastic. And we've shown so far this season, in the league, we've dropped two points. There's no need to panic. We've had one injury. At the end of the season, take a look at how we've done and then make the decision. But in terms of January... Big spending, not for me. Well, look, we'll see. Uh, for me, I, I, right here, and right now, you know, opinions can opinions can change. Mm -hmm. I want to see. I want to see how they cope. I want to see how they handle the next few weeks. And the point for me is that at the minute, Kate is not. There's not enough game time for Kate, and some of that's injury related. There's not enough game time for Oxlade Chamberlain. Curtis Jones has only got. You know, we're going to get knocked out of the Carabao Cup, aren't we? Because we're going to play a bunch of a bunch of infants in uh, that match. I, I trust him. Fingers crossed. But the point is, is that I want Kurt Jones to be getting games of footy and. and uh, I think I think we, I think at the moment we're capable. We might prove not to be, and if it proves to be utterly disastrous, then we do need a proper backup DM. But I'm not sure it's something that we do in the, in, in, in in January. Is it possible as well? That maybe is there a recall in in Greenwich? Is there? I would imagine there's not. They tend not to be in the in the in in big yeah. loan deals. It tends to be with the young young people in in, in, in you know closer to you. Someone might know the answer to that if you do let us know in the comments. Go on, Tom. Um, lastly, uh, super chat from Carrie Bonner. Thank you very much. Um, says, keep up the amazing work, guys. So informative. It's a big loss with Fab being injured. He's been our best player, but because of the front three, but because of the front three, but he is for me the best midfielder in the Premier League. I think he's been great, yeah, and, and that's the thing. No one's going to sit here and say Liverpool are going to are fine. Again, Klopp is not prone to hyperbole. I think he, he likes to downplay the problems and stuff, and he did it in, in going, everyone's got injuries. He also then said, he described it as massive, losing him. And he, he, I'm not going to sit here and go, everything's great because Fabinho, that's complete bollocks. Liverpool are going to have to change, they're going to have to adapt, and the fact that it's that long spell. But, you know, we all felt, I, I felt like our season was going to crumble apart when Alisson got injured. Like, oh my God, we've lost the best goalie in the world. Yeah. What are we going to yeah. do? And Adrian came in was a perfectly capable and deputy. That's what having a squad's about. This is the thing Melissa Reddy said. said uh, I think it was Melissa Reddy anyway, but she said it, it's a big part of Jürgen Klopp's jigsaw for Fabinho. And I completely agree with that in terms of the fact that in other positions, if we lost players, we, we have terrific understudies, whereas CDM is, isn't that. But look, the first game of the season, we lost Alisson. We didn't know what Adrian would be like. Yeah. He came on at Anfield the first time I've ever seen him. Yeah. And, and, and we got through that, like you say, unscathed. And, and I think, I think I'm think i hoping that it's a similar thing with Fabinho, but as, as we say, massive loss. Absolutely. Thanks very much for everyone for taking part and leaving their comments. Uh, like and share and subscribing. We're at 25,000 subscribers on the YouTube channel. Let's keep pressing on with all that. Uh, as mentioned, go to uh, liverpoolgindistillery.com forward slash experiences and use the code REDMENTV. Xmas, all caps, uh, to get your discount on that experience. Um, plenty of stuff going on around the Redmen Network. Uh, my channel, I've got a video out there on the Unai Emery second. There's going to be a video of me doing something very similar on the Redmen TV channel. Again, talking about the Fabinho injury and what that means for the Mighty Reds. Uh, and some great written content on the RedmenTV.com as well. Let's check it all out and we'll be back post-match.